Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast, your home for practical and inspiring formation for your professional vocation. And today, I'm excited for this new series we're starting on budgeting. We're here in our beautiful new studio now. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, you can see the beautiful studio we're in here in Grapevine, Texas. Today, we're bringing you an episode, Getting Started in Budgeting, how working on your parish budget can really transform youth ministry at your parish. And so for many of us, you know, this is kind of the budgeting time of year. You're submitting budgets or you're getting ready to submit a budget. If you're in your first couple years of youth ministry, this this is something really, really crucial for you um, to capitalize on, using your budget, maximizing your budget. So for many of us, budgets or even the word budgeting can be scary. It can, it can be overwhelming. It can make us feel bad, uh, make us feel guilty about things we've done last year, you know, the things we've bought or or done last year or overspent. Uh, budgeting can be confusing or sometimes we might think it's even just a waste of time. Like why go through all this effort to put something in place that might not happen, right? For many youth ministers, budgeting can be really anxiety producing. Uh, and I know for me, uh, when I first started my first couple of years of youth ministry, budgeting was kind of one of the last things I, I really wanted to work on. It was one of the things I really put off. And there are going to be a lot of reasons for that. It could be because you feel like your pastor or your business manager, um, you know, don't, don't give you a big enough budget or don't understand youth ministry or they won't let you do certain things, right? Um, for some of us, we think budgeting might be a chore. It's like something we just have to get done, but it's not that exciting, Um we might feel like if only we had a bigger budget and enough funds, we could do our job. You know, we feel overworked, underpaid, and and our budget is is way too small. And in my experience, I think I think there's really three types of youth ministers when it comes to to budgeting, right? And all of this has to do with the same problems and issues that we're going to talk about because really the truth is that budgeting can have budgeting can be one of the biggest impacts budgeting well regardless of how big or small you feel your budget may be right now budgeting this year working on your budget proposal and budgeting this year can have one of the biggest impacts on your ministry on your stress level uh, on on your ministry's impact your workload uh, it can have a huge, I mean, just your excitement about ministry. Um, you're the feeling of, of success uh, that you get at the end of the year when you look back on a, on a well-planned budget and see what you've accomplished, right? So you may be, there's kind of these three types of youth ministers when it comes to budgeting, right? Uh, and all of them kind of stem from the same issues that we're going to talk about. There's the penny pincher, right? So this is someone that you know, anytime you go to the store, anytime you have to buy anything, it's, you know, everything's too expensive. Uh, get the cheapest option, you know, try to save, save, save. Don't spend any money. Uh, this is, this is the type of person who, you know, maybe, maybe you've had some past experience in your life of not having much or of not having much money. Uh, maybe you have some fear about what will happen if you spend too much. Uh, you also might have some emotions around the numbers, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, so for the penny pincher, cheap is your default. And this oftentimes comes from a lack of planning. So when we plan well, it's easier to spend money when we're planning to spend it. As opposed to a lack of planning, uh, oftentimes we can default in one of two ways. One, The first way is the cheap, uh, cheap as the default. Um, the other, the second type of youth minister is the overspender. 
So this is someone who, again, lack of planning or um, just kind of carelessness in the sense of, you know, getting the biggest, best thing, just running in all directions, overspending uh, without a plan. And that also can be a default. Maybe you want the best. Uh, maybe you're not sure how to navigate and, and um, shop around, right, for a better deal. Or you, you don't really have as much confidence in handling uh, different amounts of money. So you just kind of shoot for, shoot for big, you know, that, that also uh, is not where we want to be. The third one I think is the worst. The third one I think is the worst. An overspender, um, you're going to, you're going to see that an overspender, right? Someone's going to step in and say something. A penny pincher though, as well, oftentimes someone will step in and go, why, why are we always getting the crappiest, cheapest thing, right? But I think the third type of youth minister when it comes to budgeting is, is in some ways the worst. And this is the indifferent. If you're indifferent to budgeting, that's the worst. And again, like I said, regardless of how big or small you feel uh, uh, your budget is, being indifferent is the worst because you can maximize your budget, make your budget work for your ministry. And we're going to see in a little bit that budgeting really does come down to vision. Budgeting well comes down to to vision. So when we budget well, it can have a huge impact on your ministry, a huge impact on your stress level, a huge impact on your workload. When you're, it's not just the fact of spending money. Budgeting is about planning and budgeting can force you to plan better and change possibly your workload, your ministry's impact. Uh, but, but really budgeting comes down to these three things that I want to get you uh, thinking about when it comes to budgeting, because budgeting is planning the practicality, the financial practicality of your vision for youth ministry. Or put it a different way, budgeting is planning the practicality of your parish's vision for the evangelizing of youth in your parish boundary. Budgeting is planning the practicality, the financial practicality of your parish's vision for youth ministry. So I want to give you three main points, three main main things about budgeting, three main takeaways about budgeting that will help change your mindset, shift your total mindset to help you maximize your budget, to maybe increase your budget, get what you want, and have a bigger impact in your ministry with less stress. And it's going to be amazing. So here we go. Let's go into this. Uh, but first of all, I want to cover, you know, my experiences. So I was in youth ministry for uh, seven years. I uh, still work kind of in youth ministry, but I oversee youth ministers. And uh, Nick, you know, you know, you know Nick's backstory. I'm not going to tell you his, but I've had uh, two parish experiences, and I've had I feel like the wide range of everything you could expect when it comes to budgeting. I've worked uh, on a very very small budget at a smaller parish um, with multiple pastors. Uh, you know, I've worked with indifferent pastors. I've worked with pastors who are very, very frugal or the, the nice way to, instead of saying cheap is saying, um, uh, cost sensitive, right. Conserv fiscally conservative. Right. Uh, and maybe many of you have that experience where, uh, you know, maybe your pastor, your business manager is a lot, a lot more fiscally conservative when it comes to, um, budgeting. I've also worked, uh, under a pastor and, and at a parish where the youth ministry budget was was pretty significant. It was bigger. And I've worked with a pastor where really at, at the time it was anything goes. 
I worked with a pastor who was like, let's, let's do it all. You know, was really looking to, to the youth ministry department to just make those decisions. Um, and then I've worked with, with in between pastors who weren't very, you know, weren't extremely fiscally conservative and who weren't overly, uh, like over the top, let's spend everything, but we're kind of in the middle, kind of somewhere in the middle. And they all have their pros and cons. They all have their pros and cons. You would think that having a big budget with a pastor who would say yes to everything and anything would be a dream, right? But that also comes with its own um, pros and cons, right? One of the cons of operating in in that kind of environment, <laughs> as you would expect, is that people, uh, you know, your coworkers, right? Getting jealous of what's going on or just the weird dynamics of just not having the guidance. Are, are we doing what's right? When there's not intentional planning around your budgeting and you're just able to spend, you can um, have some of these more negative emotions about, about money and about your budget. And you kind of put those things off. So it's all about planning. Okay. So we're going to get into these three things about budgeting, but first I want, um, well here, I'll just, I'll say the first point here. The first point that we want to get across is that budgeting reveals vision, right? So three points here about budget. Budgeting reveals vision. Budgeting ultimately is a vision, uh, is a vision exercise. And uh, I want to, I'm going to prove that to you in, in a little bit. But first, um, the story of the parable of the talents from scripture. So there's this parable that Jesus tells of um, these three servants. And so this owner or um, businessman, I guess, gives five talents to one servant, three to another and one talent to a third servant. And he goes away, and the servant that had the five talents invested it. The servant that had the three talents invested that as well. But the servant with one talent buried it out of fear of losing that talent. And when the owner comes back, uh, you know he rewards the one with five talents who had invested it and grown it. He rewards him with more. He rewards the second servant who also invested with more as well. And to the third servant, he kind of, you know, banishes almost. He just, he just uh, rebukes him for just burying that talent. And he tells him that or he takes the talent away completely. And so often when we hear that parable, we can get a little confused. It seems uh, maybe a little unfair or maybe a little, you know, just honestly capitalistic. It's just this kind of interesting, is this just a parable about entrepreneurship? And I heard uh, Bishop Robert Barron explain the word talent and, and the meaning behind this a little bit more. And I think it is helpful for this conversation. He, he talked about how a talent, the word talent um, was a, a, a significant amount of money, like a weighty sign of wealth. So it's like a heavy measure of money. It could be up to 50 pounds, right? So imagine, you know, if you have five 50 pound, you know, gold ingots, right? It's a heavy amount of money. The idea here is that it's weighty. And the people of the time would have understood uh, the significance of the, these words, weightiness, the weight. Um, in the, in scripture, there's this link between the word kabod um, which has this idea of weightiness that often gets translated 
in the Greek to doxa, which means like glory, gloria, or in Latin, and glory, this like light. But there's this idea of the kabod of God, of the weightiness of God that has to do with his holiness and his glory, right? And so the people of the time would have understood that the weight of God, where is the weight of God? Where is where where rests at that time the weightiness of God, the kabod Yahweh? The weight of God was housed in the temple over the mercy seat where God dispenses his glory, right? Over the Ark of the Covenant, basically. And the weight of God is on the mercy seat where God dispenses his mercy. So the idea as we think through this parable in that regard is that God's mercy has a has a weight to it and that to everyone who's given this weightiness of mercy uh, it's required of them to to give it away to invest it to make use of it right not just to stockpile it or or hide it for ourselves uh, mercy of God that's given to us should be given out right but I also and that's a really beautiful uh un, you know interpretation of that passage but i want to i want to focus in a little bit more on this weightiness this burden right there's this idea that i think it's true actually it's not just an idea that when you have a vision when you have a vision for parish youth ministry when you have a vision for evangelization you can answer the you can answer the question like what is youth ministry and that comes for you probably out of a place of, of burden in the, in the positive sense, having a burden, a, a burning desire to help, to do something, right? You have this weight, this burden of a vision for youth ministry. And I think it's so interesting that Jesus attaches the burden and the money in this parable. And we can take that into as a, as a, just an image for us as we go into budgeting, because your budget should be should should signify the weightiness of the mission that your parish is entrusted with, right? Spreading the gospel to all youth in your parish boundary. Your budget reveals vision. That's the first thing of the three I want to share with you. Budget reveals vision. Your budget should have a, a the burden in it of your vision and mission, right? So what do we budget, right? When we think about budgeting, we budget not just money. Now, you're, we budget other things besides money, but bud, budgeting is making decisions about where to allocate resources, right? You're going to propose a uh, financial budget, but the financial budget is also tied to how we approach budgeting, quote unquote, how we make decisions about allocating resources, such as uh, other things that are related to our time or related to our money. Things like time, our time. We budget. We make decisions about where to allocate our time. Uh, or another way to put it would be effort. How much effort we want to put into certain things. We budget our attention. We budget our attention. We can only have so many things in our attention or focus at a time. And we have to budget that throughout the year. Uh, or throughout the week. Or whatever amount of time. We also budget risk. We budget risk. Now we might not quantify these things on a on a spreadsheet, and some places do. Some um, some startups or or businesses will actually try to quantify and project effort uh, for a certain project, as well as financial budgeting. And there's ways you can do that in project management, but it's just in, it's just important for us to um, consider that we also budget uh, 
time, effort, attention, risk. These are all things that we make decisions about how to allocate them over the year. Okay. So the big thing here, uh, the, I think the big point of understanding that budget actually reveals vision is this. Spending or not spending is about value, not about big or small numbers, not about having money or not having money. Spending money throughout the year. So you budget, you budget what money you want to spend, right? Or not spend. Both things are a decision, right? To spend or not spend, you're making a decision. Spending or not spending is not about the price. It's not about having money or not having money. Spending or not spending is about value, value. So I want to talk quickly about value versus price, right? When, when the value of something exceeds the price, people are willing to spend money. So if you're in the, de- if you're in a desert and you're about to die because you, you, you're um, dehydrated, you have no water. What is the value of a bottle of water? Very, very high. The value of that bottle of water is life or death. What might the price be? What at, at a certain point, it doesn't matter what the price is. If you have the money, you'll pay because it, it'll keep you alive, right? The price of the bottle of the water is different than the value that that bottle of water gives you, right? So for instance, do you want an expensive, a costly doctor or do you want a cheap doctor, right? So it, it really, the price uh, is different than the value, right? The price is different than the value. Would you rather have a cheap doctor or an expensive doctor? Um, so often, like, I, you have to really, and I had to do this myself as well. I had, to, I had to think differently about money over time, and you have to retrain your brain the way that you talk about money, the way that you, the thing, and notice the, the way that you, yeah, the, the phrases we use, right? So for instance, if someone says, that's expensive, that's, you know, that's expensive or that's cheap, Really what they're saying is that price compared to the value, they're talking about the the price compared to the value. Because if someone just says, oh wow, $2,000, that's a lot of money. Compared to what is the next question? Compared to what is $2,000 a lot of money? Uh, $2,000 to put towards, I don't know, universal basic income to pay everyone, uh, you know, everyone in our nation. $2,000 is not a lot of money compared to the national debt. $2,000 $2,000 is not a lot of money to pay for uh, an organ transplant that will save your life. You know, $2,000 is a lot of money compared to, $2,000 is a lot of money maybe to buy a bucket of rainwater, right? The, really, price, that's expensive. The question should always be compared to what? And, and you need to start noticing the emotions, the emotional feelings you have um, about money, right? Because if someone says an amount of money, what we do is we immediately try to contextualize that amount of money to something in our personal life. So you try to contextualize $2,000 to something that you know, some other amount of money that, that you can understand, right? So you might hear someone say $2,000 and you think, well, that's X number of paychecks, right? Like that's, that's you know, two paychecks. Or you might think, well, that's X amount of, um, that's X amount of uh, hours working, right? Or you might say, well, that's, 
that's this much of my mortgage, right? So we try to contextualize $2,000. And if you've never had $2,000, $2,000 is a lot of money. It might seem like a lot of money, but we can't wait until we've we've had money to change that relationship with the amount, right? Because uh, like you can't wait until you've had, you know, the size budget that your youth ministry is uh, before you're comfortable kind of navigating that amount of money. That's not going to do you well. Um, another thing, another phrase often that we'll say, um, and this bothered me as a lot as a kid, as, as most kids probably, we can't afford that. We can't afford that, right? That's too expensive. We can't afford that. Uh, I want you to start shifting your mindset. And this doesn't mean you just buy everything, right? It doesn't mean that you, you know, just do whatever you want with money, just go after whatever. But I want you to start shifting your mindset from we can't afford this, I can't afford this, to how could we afford this? And we're going to go into it a little bit later. Um, this is kind of business mindset thinking. This is business thinking, right? So you might be asked, well, I, you know, where's business mindset? You know, where's, where's business thinking? What does that have to do with ministry? This is being the, the shrewd uh, servant. This is investing well in the money. And we have to change our thought process about money. If you, if, if you um, are not comfortable navigating a bigger budget, how could you expect your boss to trust you with a bigger budget? So you need to change your thought process. How could we afford this is different than we can't afford this. So how can we afford this changes from a powerless place? I can't afford that. We could not afford that to a, a power, a place of power. How could I afford that? Uh, well, I would have to make a sacrifice. Well, I would have to find a, a different way of raising that, that money, right? We got to change the way we're, we're talking about money. Uh, lastly is this. So budgeting reveals vision. Budgeting reveals value. So how, how, do we, how do we relate this to youth ministry, right? If your pastor says, if you, if you propose a budget or propose some type of project or something that you want to purchase, and your pastor says some of those words, we can't afford that, or that's too expensive, you can start contextualizing. You could app, you could offer that counter. How could we afford that? What could I do? Or you could bring him that solution, right? If your pastor is saying that's too expensive, really all of these things are value statements. It's not about the price. It's not about whether or not the parish has money. That's another trap we fall into is sometimes we kind of brood on this. If our, if we have a pastor or business manager, who's kind of cutting back and making things tight and things are getting a little tight there and you're not sure if you're going to have enough money or you wish you had a bigger budget, we can kind of brood a little bit and go, well, they just don't understand. And um, why do they think X is amount, uh, a certain amount of money? And a, a trap we can fall into is, well, the parish has money for that. Well, the parish, the parish has money for that. The parish could afford it. And really when someone is telling you, I can't afford that or that's too expensive, what they're saying is that the value, the perceived value is smaller than the price, right? Now there also is, to, to be fair, there also is practicality. If you literally have no money, I mean, that that could literally be the problem. If you're homeless and have absolutely no money and someone says, this is $5, um, it doesn't matter how much they value that thing, they have no money. But more times than not, when someone is telling you, when, you're, when your pastor, your business manager, someone is telling you, we can't afford that or that's too expensive, what, what more times than not they're saying is, they don't believe that the value is enough 
the value is more than the price. Now, we're going to get into another thing too here um, that we haven't talked about too much, but basically that brings us to our next point. Um, I want to just say this real quick though. Value has to be more than the price. The other factor that's a kind of a, a variable here is risk. You could say that that's part of the cost, right? Not just the financial cost, but the risk cost, right? If it's your first day on the job and you're asking for a, a, a check for $500 for a, for a, I don't know, some freelancer or something and your pastor doesn't trust you, they might be afraid that the risk, the cost in risk is too high and higher than the value that you're proposing for that project. Okay, so we're doing good here. So the first point is budgeting reveals vision, the weightiness of vision and value. So in youth ministry, I can tell what your vision is for youth ministry to some degree by how you budget. And you your difference in vision is going to equate to a difference in budget between you and your pastor and your business manager. So your task is to help you know, bridge that gap in a difference in vision, a difference in value. It's not just about the money. It's not just about the price. It's about the value, the vision. Okay, that brings us to our next point. So the first point is budgeting reveals vision, the weightiness of your vision. The next point, budgeting is problem solving. I need you to think of it this way. Budgeting is problem solving. The problem is how will we practically, how will we, financially, practically accomplish the vision we have across a one-year period. So budgeting is problem solving. You need to think of it that way. Um, sometimes when we go to sit down at our budget, we're just, you know, what can we get? How can we get there? Or basically, we're just asking, what can I buy? What can I do, right? But budgeting is problem solving, right? We need to start thinking first about what our vision is and what we want to accomplish and then backwards build that through problem solving. How can we afford this? How will we allocate our funds, right? So one of the big things that this changes for you and it changed for me is thinking about um, being in a serving mindset, being in a service mindset, not a begging mindset. So budgeting is problem solving. You and your pastor and your business manager are solving the problem. What will youth ministry? What will our what will our youth ministry do to accomplish our uh, agreed upon values for youth ministry? What will we do this year, and how will we do that financially? How will we accomplish that financially? So when you think of it that way, you're not you're not thinking you're not going into budgeting with a mindset of I need to go ask mom or dad for a certain amount of money. I need to go ask my pastor for a certain amount of money. I need to go ask and beg my business manager and my pastor for a certain amount of money. What, the way you start thinking is, how am I gonna help my business manager and my pastor solve the problem of accomplishing our goals for youth ministry financially over the upcoming year? It's a totally different mindset. And I'm, hopefully that's that's clear here, right? So for instance, if your pastor says, we can't afford that, you're trying to help him problem solve. You're trying to help him backwards build, be more clear with you about what his values are. Are you and his values aligned? Are you and his vision for youth ministry aligned? And if he feels that you know a certain amount of money 
is too much or too little, whatever the case may be, you're backwards building, you're problem solving. This is a problem to be solved that you are serving, right? Alter server mindset, right? You're serving the parish in trying to figure out the best way to accomplish the, the goal, the vision of youth ministry. Uh, you're doing it together, side by side. So think of it this way. You're not actually ultimately, and this is true, you're ultimately not the, the owner of the budget, right? This is the pastor's budget for youth ministry. You're proposing, suggesting how he should allocate his money, how he should spend the money, how the parish should spend the money. So he's not saying yes or no to you. You're helping him. You're suggesting how he should budget. You're so it just totally puts you in a different frame of mind. You, you think of yourself more of a, more as a consultant. I'm offering my advice here. I'm going to ask thoughtful questions. This is the other thing. Asking thoughtful questions when when someone comes back, this budget's going to be too high or too low. So when you're thinking in a serving mindset, right? You're thinking like a boss, right? You're thinking like the boss of a company. You're thinking like the head of a company. What are what is your pastor, your business manager's fears? What are their perceived risks? What is their vision for youth ministry? So when we start thinking this way, when you're in this budgetary conversation, right? You want to ask thoughtful questions like a consultant trying to help a client clarify what they're trying to achieve, their goals. So uh, you can ask questions like, one a powerful question is, what would need to happen for us to get there, right? So maybe you say, I want to propose that, you know, X amount of money to hire an assistant youth minister. And your pastor says, ah, man, I would love for us to get a youth minister, um, but we're uh, an assistant youth minister, but we're just not there yet. There's, we just can't afford that. A really good follow-up question that shows that you're thinking like the pastor, that you're thinking like a boss or the owner of a company that you're thinking alongside him and not just asking him for things, asking him for handouts is saying what would need to happen for us to get there. So that could open up the door for him to share how we need to get there. One thing that I didn't know when I, when I used to talk, when I first got, um, when I first got into youth ministry and I started trying to talk to my pastor about, um, salary, I didn't about hiring a, a middle school youth minister, kind of a co uh, youth minister alongside myself, I didn't realize that salary, uh, that you don't just have to factor in salary. I just hadn't thought of the fact that you have to actually budget in uh, benefits as well. And so I'm just trying to do the math like, well, we have this much in budget and and we could spend this much for a salary. And my pastor, you know, said, we don't have that money to hire another person. And what, asking that follow-up question allowed my pastor to open up and say, and, and share with me about the benefits and that really you got to tack on, you know, ten to twenty thousand dollars extra just in like vacation, sick to all this stuff, extra medical and all those things, um, in order to pay for this person. So asking us what would need to happen for us to get there, right? Uh, another really good clarifying question is is restating what you're hearing your pastor say or hearing your business manager say, whoever it is, restating it and saying, is is did I get that right? Is that what you're saying? Is this what you're saying? That's very, very helpful. A good rule of thumb is that if someone says something and you re- you try to repeat it back to them in your own words and say, let me understand this right. This is what you're feeling or thinking about this. If they clarify again, do it again. It means, it means you didn't get it just right. And sometimes, I mean, with my spouse, you know, with your spouse, this might go back and forth 10 times until 
they finally feel like you get them, right? But if they say something, you try to repeat it back in your own words and say, "Is am I getting this right? This is what you're saying. If they clarify again, you haven't gotten it right yet. So if we're if budgeting is problem solving, uh, and you and your pastor or business manager, whoever, accountant, financial accountant or whatever, um, if it's problem solving, then you're on their team. You're helping them solve the problem of what will our budget be. The other thing is that you should come with solutions. Don't come with problems with your budget. Come with solutions. Okay, so if you have an idea to increase your budget or add something with your budget, you don't come with them with, well, here's the number and here's what we're going to do, right? Come to them. Here's a here's a great um, idea I heard or a great story I heard of a youth minister who would propose a budget, her like dream budget, basically, um, you know, propose that dream budget. And when the pastor or business manager would get back like, hey, we can't spend on this, this X, Y, and Z, she would have uh, option B, her, her option B budget ready. Well, we could do X, Y, and Z. We could change this. We could do this. And, you know, I'm going to tell you that that means a little bit less in this area and it means we can't do this. But here's our option B and here it is. And if the pastor or business manager still said, no, we still can't afford that, then would show option C. Okay, well, let me, let's, I'll come down just a little bit more. Here's option C where we move this and change this and, and here's what we do. So you're problem solving here with them and you're offering solutions, right? You're offering solutions. Here's another really helpful, thoughtful question. What more information do we need to help us make this decision, right? Sometimes, often, people will make decisions in the moment or they'll look at the numbers and the numbers don't have context. They don't have information attached to it. Uh, I would always add more information. Is We're going to get to this in, in another episode um, where we're going to actually go through how to walk through a budget, prepare a budget. Um, we're going to work through a worksheet together. Um, but it's always good to provide more information because a number needs to be contextualized, right? So I would say provide more information, um, to your budget. So, but asking that in asking that question, what more information do we need in order to make this decision? Sometimes conversations about budget, uh, kind of hit a standstill where someone says, I'm just not sure. I don't, I'm not sure we have, um, uh, enough money for that, or I'm not sure we can do that. Asking that follow-up question, what in, what more information do we need? How could I get more information to help us make, to help us make this decision? Uh, another really good question, and this is off, uh, often really good uh, before you even begin preparing for the budget, is just asking straight up to your business manager or pastor, how will we make these budgetary decisions? How will these budget decisions get made? Um, so come with solutions, not problems. Think like a boss. It's not you versus them, but you consulting, you helping them, serving them in how to solve their problem, uh, basically, right? Give away your problems. Their problem of what is the youth ministry budget going to be? So first we have budget reveals vision. Budget reveals the weightiness, the burden of the vision for youth ministry, and it reveals everyone's vision for youth ministry uh, who's involved in the financial decisions Secondly, budgeting is problem solving over time. Budgeting is problem solving over time. I want to say that. How will we accomplish the vision and what will that take financially across one year? And then finally, budgeting is one measurement of success. Now, it is not the measure, measurement of success, but budgeting 
for a year and then looking back on your past year is one way to measure your success and maybe your effectiveness as a youth ministry. Uh, we're going to change point three. That's what we're going to say. Budgeting is one measurement of your effectiveness as a youth minister. Because if budgeting reflects vision, that means not only what you're planning for, but I can look back on your past year and we can see where you're spending your, uh, your in some ways, time. We can see time from it in some ways. Um, we'll get to that later. But we're basically seeing where are you spending your money and where is your vision, right? If we look back, if you budget for vision um, that's going to focus on, let's say, small group discipleship, and we look back at the year either at what was spent or the difference between that year and the year before, either up or down, right? We can start looking at, you know, what did we actually do? What were we actually doing? So budgeting is one measurement of your effectiveness in the sense that it holds you accountable. It holds you accountable. And not in a bad way, it just helps hold you accountable so you can look back and go, man, I budgeted for <laughs> I budgeted for one retreat, one weekend retreat a month, and we only did five of them. When you look at the numbers, uh, it's a really clear way to look back. If you're not tracking any other way to look back and go, man, it doesn't seem like that was a priority. It doesn't seem like that was a value for us. Um, another, I mean, all, all of these are very similar words, right? In the sense, if we talk about vision, value, and priority, um, when you look back, you're seeing your priorities. You're seeing if there's a significant amount of money going to one program on paper financially, it appears that that program is significant. It's a priority. It's part of your vision and value for youth ministry. So it's one measurement of success. Another thing, uh, another phrase or just different way of talking that we need to talk, different way of talking about money that we need to adopt is instead of spending, we need to talk about investing, right? Instead of spending money, we're investing, right? Budget is the way, but the our budget shows us how we invested our time or our uh, money uh, over a year, right? So when we look back at budget is one measurement of success in the sense that it tells us where we invested last year. We can also learn what areas are going up or down, right? We can learn what areas are going up or down or staying the same. This can be really helpful as we'll see in later episodes uh, in helping us evaluate the effective how effective we're being and how effective the youth ministry is at the parish. It also helps us to see what was what were areas that were highly effective and how could we get better at those areas or how could we strip things down, get more streamlined. Uh, so budgeting is one measurement of our effectiveness and success because it reveals to us what really matters to us and to the parish. Okay, so that was chock full. I've been so excited for this series on budgeting. Um, in upcoming episodes, we're going to cover how to actually create the youth ministry budget. So walking through um, the the budget, the worksheet, how to walk through it and think about it, some definitions and terms, some uh, key areas to look at that will help you as you walk through doing this budget. The In another episode, we're going to talk about actually proposing the budget. And instead of just shooting off an email, how to actually propose the budget and negotiate the budget, right? Uh, negotiate's a strong word. I would say how to propose a budget and and solve the problem of the budget with your staff, right? So proposing and negotiating the budget. And then we're going to do a Q&A uh, episode and also cover a few like best practices and tips. So uh, here's our takeaways from this episode. Here are things I want you to do, right? So first of all, I wanted you to know that budgeting is about vision. 
I wanted you to know that budgeting is about problem solving. And I wanted you to know that budgeting is one measurement of our effectiveness or our success. And here's, here's some practical takeaways that you can do right now. First of all, get familiar with your parish's financial situation. If you're going to think like a boss, if you're going to think like a pastor, if you're going to think like uh, your business manager, get familiar with your parish's financial situation. So um, I didn't used to do this, but you can make it a practice of every week looking at the report in your bulletin of weekly tithing. You can Google your parish website or Google your diocesan website for financial reports. Uh, look up your diocesan financial reports. There should be um, uh, like a third-party audit of your diocese and just read through it. You're, I mean, maybe there's going to be a lot of stuff you don't understand, but just looking through it will start giving you a sense of this, a sense of what's going on. Um, you know, ask, just straight up ask your business manager or your pastor or your finance council questions about your parish's financial situation, how they feel even about it, not just data, but just how everyone feels about the financial situation. Uh, obviously, you want to respect, you know, any information that people aren't wanting to give, but just asking curious questions uh, can really go a far way, uh, go, go very far. So get familiar with your parish's financial statement. That will really, really help you in your first couple years of youth ministry. Uh, and then next, get as much information about your budget as possible. Get as much information about your youth ministry budget as possible. That means asking because oftentimes um, people aren't going to just give this to you. This might be something you can ask for. I know that for the first five, I want to say the first five or so years of youth ministry, I don't think anyone ever um, gave me a, like actual expense report of everything that had been spent in youth ministry the last couple of years. Uh, what happened was they would just give us the budget and tell us to submit one. So asking for a detailed report, uh, and in the next episode, I'll go through uh, the, the key reports that are really helpful, but just asking for information, asking for any information your business manager can give you, uh, that's really going to help not just uh, the past year, but as far back, you know, as you want to, to go, just to kind of get a, a read on what's been happening uh, at youth ministry. So asking for those past budgets, uh, asking if the budget has gone up or down uh, generally over the last couple years, five, 10 years. And, uh, you know, finally, just talking to your business manager and your pastor. I can't emphasize that enough. Open communication and seeing it as you're serving, you're helping you're on their side and you're helping them do this. Um, and that's going to go a long way. So excited for this episode. Please give me feedback. Hope this is helpful for you. Budgeting is a huge passion of mine because I've been all over the place, up and down uh, in terms of like, you know, more loose budgets, tighter budgets, um, having to get creative, having to problem solve. And it really, really comes down to vision. I can tell your vision for your parish or the vision for evangelization, your vision for youth ministry by looking at your budget, looking at what gets spent. It's so crucial. And oftentimes we don't put enough planning and thought into clarifying our vision and values around um, this topic. So send us questions. You can send us questions basically anywhere, uh, Facebook, Instagram, DM us, Send us your questions about budgeting, and in that final episode, we will uh, try to answer as many of those as we can. And you can always call in and leave a voicemail to ask a youth ministry question. Just kind of say this is for the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast, and the number is 817-527-1423, and it will go straight to voicemail. Um, 
and you can send us uh, a question and to be played on this podcast. And finally, you can go to catholicyouthministrypodcast.com to get all the information and check out some of the courses that we're that we have available. One in particular that I think is really helpful is the right now the catholicyouthministrypodcast.com slash mindset, the Catholic Youth Ministry Mindset course. Really, really great for people in their first year or two of youth ministry, uh, and even for anyone beyond that, but getting your mind around the different shift in thinking when it comes to parish youth ministry. Hope this episode was helpful. I really enjoyed it. This is a topic I'm passionate about. We will see you next week, and hopefully you'll hear from us next week uh, on the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast. Thanks, and take care. God bless.